ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so we reach the section where Imam Al-Barbahari now says, وَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُمَا عُبِدَ اللَّهِ بِمِثْلِ الْخَوْفِ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَطَرِيقِ الْخَوْفِ وَالْحُزَنِ وَالشَّفَقَاتِ وَالْحَيَاءُ مِنَ اللَّهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى Know that Allah has not been worshipped with the like of fear of Allah, the way of fear, sadness, having apprehension and feeling shy before Allah, the Blessed and Most High. The author says, Know that Allah has not been worshipped with the likes of fearing Allah, the way of fear, sadness, having apprehension, and feeling shy before Allah, the Blessed and Most High. Ashaq Rabia says, هذه الوصية من المؤلف فيها حث على مراقبة الله والخوف منه this advice from the author it has within it an encouragement to ensure that you are aware and be aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of all of that what you do of all of what you do it is known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so to be aware of that and to recognize that just like it is mentioned regarding Al-Ihsan, أَن تَعْبُدَ اللَّهَ كَأَنَّكَ تَرَاهُ فَإِن لَمْ تَكُنْ تَرَاهُ فَإِنَّهُ يَرَاكَ That you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as if you can see Him, and surely you cannot, but indeed He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sees you. So to have fear, to have fear from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَالْحَيَاءُ وَالْخَجَلُ مِنْهُ and to be shy in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَإِنَّ الْخَوْفَ مِنَ اللَّهِ يَدْفَعُكَ إِلَى الْقِيَامِ بِالْوَاجِبَاتِ وَالْبُعْدْ عَنِ الْمُحَرَّمَاتِ Because having fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, having fear of Allah, it will cause you, push you towards doing the obligatory acts that are upon you. Being fearful, having fear of Allah, it will encourage you to perform the obligations that are upon you and it will ensure or encourage you to stay away from the haram and the impermissible having the fear of Allah. So this is a great type of prohibition or a great type of thing that stops you from falling into those evils, having the fear of Allah. يَمْنَعُوا وَيَكُبُّحُ جَمَاحَ النُّفُوسِ أو يَكْبِحُ جَمَاحَ النُّفُوسِ وَيَحُولُ بَيْنَهَا وَبَيْنَ التَّقْصِيرِ فِي الْوَاجِبَاتِ وَبَيْنَهَا وَبَيْنَ ارْتِكَابِ الْمُحَرَّمَاتِ فَهُوَ أَمْرٌ عَظِيمٌ وَفِي نَفْسِ الْوَقْتِ لَا بُدَّ أَنْ يَكُونَ مُعْتَدِلًا فِي هَذَا الْخَوْفِ لَا يَعْلُ فيه حتى يؤديه إلى اليأس من روح الله. من روح الله فبعض الناس يبالغون في الخوف حتى يصلوا إلى درجة اليأس من رحمة الله عز وجل 
innahu la yay'asu min ruhillah illa so then the shaykh goes on to say that this fear of Allah that you have it is a great preventer that it prevents you from falling into that haram having the fear of Allah having the fear of Allah prevents you from falling into the haram and it pushes you to go and fulfill the obligations and it prevents you from falling short prevents you from falling short prevents you from committing sins so it is a great affair however a person needs to realize that they have to be upon the middle path balanced with regards to this issue of fear not to go into extremism with regards to this fear to such a level that they begin to lose hope in the mercy of Allah not to fear to such a level that you lose hope in the mercy of Allah for indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned that it is only the disbelievers the disbelievers who fall into that despondency that they lose hope so a believer balances between the affair does not exaggerate in that balances between the fear and the hope and not to go to the extreme in the fear as the khawarij they did the khawarij went to an extreme with the khawf to such an extent that they began to declare believers as disbelievers for sins they committed فَيَكُونُ مُعْتَدِلًا خَائِفًا الْخَوْفِ الشَّرْعِي الْمُعْتَدِلِ الَّذِي يَدْفَعُهُ إِلَى الْقِيَامِ بِالْوَاجِبَاتِ وَتَرْكِ الْمُحَرَّمَاتِ وَيَقُودُهُ أَيْضًا الْخَوْفُ وَالرَّجَاءِ إِلَى الْإِتْيَانِ بِالتَّضَوُّعَاتِ وَالسُّنَنِ وَالْمُسْتَحَبَّاتِ So you have to be balanced in this fear and have the Islamic fear, the legislated fear that a believer should have, be balanced in that such a fear that it causes you to practice and to do the righteous actions to do the uh, obligations that are upon you and to leave the haram and this fear and hope it also leads you to perform the mustahab actions having fear of Allah having hope in the mercy and the reward of Allah then it encourages you to do the sunnah actions the mustahab actions even though they may not be obligatory upon you, but it encourages you to go and perform them in order to seek that reward from Allah. فَإِنَّ النَّاسِ مِنْهُمْ الظَّالِمُ لِنَفْسِهِ From amongst the people, there are some who are الظَّالِمُ لِنَفْسِهِ وَهُوَ الَّذِي يُقَصِّرْ فِي الْوَاجِبَاتِ وَقَدْ يَجْتَنِبُ الْمُحَرَّمَاتِ وَقَدْ يَقَعُ فِيهَا وَقَدْ so a person who falls short in performing the obligations he falls short in performing some of the obligations and he may stay away from the haram and sometimes he may end up doing them too a person who falls short with regards to fulfilling the obligations and sometimes he might even fall into the haram this is one level of people one level of people are those people who 
they have a shortness they fall short with regards to fulfilling the obligations and sometimes they may even fall into the haram but they are still Muslims this is one level of the Muslims then there is another level of the Muslims a person who is al-muqtasid is somebody now at the higher level he does all of the obligatory acts he stays away from all of the haram but sometimes he might still end up doing makruh things and he might end up uh, performing some of the mubah permissible things to a great level to a level which is going beyond the normal limits so he expands into that affair somewhat then there is as-sabiq fi al-khayrat wa huwa alladhi ya'ti bil wajibat kulliha wa yajtanib al-muharramat kullaha wa yajtanib al-makruhat wa yastawfi al-mandubat wa yajtanib shay'an min at-tawassu' aw yajtanib at-tawassu' fi al-mubahat then there is the third category of the believers and they are the ones who do all of the obligations and stay away from all of the haram and they stay away from the makruh and not only do they perform the obligations they perform the sunnah acts as well and they stay away from doing too many of the mubah things using too much time in all of these mubah things to such an extent you start using all of your time in these mubah type of things they limit themselves on that and they don't go to an extreme with that so these are the three levels of the people that have been mentioned the three levels of the people the lowest level the ones who have a shortcoming in terms of performing the obligations and they may even end up falling into some haram but they are Muslims the level higher than that they do the obligations and they stay away from the prohibitions but they may still fall into some of the makruh things and they may start doing some of the mubah things a bit too much the third level the highest level the ones who do all of the obligations they stay away from all of the haram but on top of that they stay away from the makruh and they do all of the mustahab as well and they don't go too much into the mubah and start uh, going to uh, a lot of the mubah and using too much of their time in that so these are the different levels of the people uh, uh, different levels of the believers uh, and these are levels that the scholars often mention with regards to the different levels of iman that a person may have then the author also mentioned والشفقات والحياء من الله تبارك وتعالى this also now is continuing to mention about the fear that you have from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ مِنْ عَذَابِ رَبِّهِمْ مُشْفِقُونَ يعني خائفون, Those who are fearful from the punishment of their Lord So having that fear Having that fear It is a part of the believer in his uh, understanding That he balances between the fear and the hope and that he also has shyness shyness before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-haya'u amrun azim wa la ya'ti illa bi khayr shyness 
is a great affair and it brings about goodness. Only brings about goodness. فَالْحَيَاءُ هُوَ الْإِبْتِعَادُ عَنِ الْقَبَائِحِ حَيَاءً مِنَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ حَيَاءً مِنَ النَّاسِ Having this shyness, it is such that you are shy and that shyness prevents you from performing the evil acts, the disgraceful acts. Having shyness in front of Allah prevents you from performing disgraceful and bad acts because you are shy in front of Allah to perform that act. And similarly thereafter, shy in front of the people to be performing such actions. Because these qaba'ih, these types of evil acts, these types of degrading acts, they are from the khawarimul muru'ah. Khawarimul muru'ah basically meaning your integrity. Your integrity, your honor is taken away. If you perform degrading acts and you behave in disgraceful ways, so that shows a lack of shyness. The one who is shy before his Lord, then he behaves in the appropriate way. And he does not behave with degrading and disgraceful acts. But the one who does behave in a degrading and disgraceful way, then that indicates that this person does not have integrity. He does not have honor for himself. He has lost his honor, lost his integrity. فَلَا يَأْتِي شَيْئًا مِنْ هَذِهِ الْأَشْيَاءِ لماذا؟ لأن الحياء العظيم يمنعه من الوقوع في هذه الأمور. So having the shyness prevents you from falling into these degrading acts. Having shyness before your Lord and thereafter before the people, it prevents you from falling into these evil acts and these degrading and disgraceful acts. والرسول كان شديد الحياء عليه الصلاة والسلام حتى إنه كان أشد حياء من العذراء في خدرها. هذا كمال الحياة يدل على كمال الحياة وأنك حي فعلا لأن الحياة مشتق من الحياة ومن كان حي القلب حي الفؤاد حي النفس تجد عنده صفة الحياة هي هي the sheikh mentions an example regarding this type of shyness the word shyness itself comes from the word life in the Arabic language. Because the one who has the life in his heart, has the life in his soul, then he is the one who will find the shyness in his behavior. As for the one who is of a dead heart, a dead soul, meaning that he does not care, he does not have any uh, remembrance of Allah, any supplication, any type of worship, he has an empty heart, not a heart that is alive, then that type of person, little will you find from him in terms of shyness. But the one who has life in his heart, remembrance of Allah, supplication, then that is the type of person you will find from him, shyness. So, here the Shaykh, he mentions a person who is weak in his uh, life, he is degraded, lowly, then you will find that type of degraded person being very low in terms of his shyness. So having this shyness from Allah, having the shyness thereafter from the people, it is a good characteristic because it prevents you from falling into the evil acts and the degrading and disgraceful acts. Just like in the hadith it says, what does it say in the hadith regarding it? 
If you do not have any shame, then do as you please. The hadith it mentions, إِنْ لَمْ If you do not have any shyness, then do as you please. Go and degrade yourself and disgrace yourself in front of the people. Degrade and disgrace yourself in front of your Lord, before the people. If you have no shyness, you have no honor for yourself, you have no integrity, then go and behave in the disgraceful and the degraded ways. But rather the believer is not like that. The believer has the shyness, has the good character and the good morals, and therefore prevents himself from falling into the degrading and the disgraceful actions. Then the author says, وَحْضَرْ أَن تَجْلِسْ مَعَ مَنْ يَدْعُوا إِلَى الشَّوْقِ وَالْمَحَبَّةِ وَمَنْ يَخْلُوا مَعَ النِّسَاءِ وَطَرِيقَ الْمَذْهَبِ فَإِنَّ هَؤُلَاءِ كُلَّهُمْ عَلَى الضَّلَالَةِ Beware of sitting with those who call to passion and love and seclude themselves with women and sit where they pass because they are all upon error. These are from the advice. This is from the advice of Imam al-Barbahari. وَحْضَرًا تَجْلِسَ مَعَ مَنْ يَدْعُوا إِلَى الشَّوْقِ وَالْمَحَبَّةِ وَمَنْ يَخْلُوا مَعَ النِّسَاءِ وَطَرِيقَ الْمَذْهَبِ فَإِنَّ هَؤُلَاءِ كُلَّهُمْ عَلَى الضَّلَالَةِ هذا من النصائح. These are from the advices. قال الإمام الإمام البربهاري رحمه الله تعالى وحضرا تجلس مع من يدعو إلى الشوق والمحبة. والله أعلم هو هنا يحذر من الصوفية لأنهم يقولون بالشوق والعشق ويزعمون أنهم يشتاقون إلى الله يسلكون طرقا إلى الله ما شرعها الله عز وجل. من الرياضات وترك النوم والجوع والخلوة وما شاكل ذلك يسلكون طرقا والعياذ بالله تؤدي بهم إلى الضلال وتؤدي ببعضهم إلى الإلحاد فلا تجالسهم The Sheikh says Allah أعلم but maybe the meaning of Imam al-Barbahari here is to stay away from the Sufis because the Sufis are the ones who talk about this passion and this love that they have connecting them to Allah and it's all about love and passion and these types of things and the spirituality. So Shaykh Rabia says maybe Al-Imam Al-Barbahari here is referring to the Sufis that stay away from those types of people who talk about this love and spirituality and these types of things. The Sufis who engage in that type of belief and speech. So maybe that is the meaning of this that stay away from those types of people and do not sit with them. Also, وَمَنْ يَخْلُوا مَعَ النِّسَاءِ The people who mix with the women. Those individuals stay away from them. ثُمَّ هُمْ يَخْتَلِطُونَ بِالنِّسَاءِ وَيَخْتَلِطُونَ بِالْمَرْدَانِ And they mix with the young, the young youth, the young children, the boys whose beards do not grow yet. وَيَفْتَنُونَ بِالنِّسَاءِ وَالْمَرْدَانِ مِثْلُ الرَّهْبَانِ وَالرَّهْبَانِ يَتَرَهَّبُونَ وَيَحْرِمُونَ عَلَى الزَّوَاجِ the Shaykh, he mentions the examples of like the monks. The monks who engage in inappropriate activity with children. And that is something well advertised uh, in various places. So to stay away from such types of people. Stay away from those who mix with the women and mix with the young children. And they have up inappropriate activities and inappropriate actions that they perform. So these are all from the advices of Al-Imam Al-Barbahari because he says all of these types of people, 
all of these types of individuals are upon misguidance, who are upon these types of evil actions and evil ways, then stay away from them, for indeed they are all upon misguidance. Then he goes on to say, وَعَلَمْ رَحِمَكَ اللَّهِ أَنَّ اللَّهَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى دَعَ الْخَلْقَ كُلَّهُمْ إِلَىٰ عِبَادَتِهِ وَمَنَّ بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ عَلَىٰ مَنْ شَاءَ بِالْإِسْلَامِ تَفَضُّلًا مِنْهُ May Allah have mercy upon you. Know that Allah the Blessed and Most High called all of creation to worship Him. Allah called all of creation to worship Him. Called all of the creation to worship Him. He blessed whomsoever He wished with Islam by His virtue and grace. This is something well known. Allah said in the Quran, هَذَا مِمَّا يَجِبُ أَنْ يَعْرِفُ الْمُسْلِمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى مَا خَلَقَ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِعِبَادَتِهِ Allah mentioned in the Quran that He did not create the jinn of the humans except for His worship. The ayah where Allah said, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I did not create the jinn of the humans except for them to worship me. In another ayah, أَيَحْسَبُ الْإِنسَانُ أَنْ يُتْرَكَ سُدَى Does the person think he will be left without any purpose? يَعْنِي لَا يُكَلَّفْ وَلَا يُؤْمَرْ وَلَا يُنْهَى بَلْ خَلَقَهُ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بَلْ مَا خَلَقَهُ اللَّهُ إِلَّا لِحِكْمَةِ Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not create this creation without wisdom. Rather it was with wisdom that Allah created the humans and the jinn. And that wisdom was for us to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I did not create the jinn or the humans except for them to worship me. وَلِهَذَا أَرْسَلَ الرُّسُلَ وَأَنزَلَ الْكُتُبَ يَدْعُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى وَيَدْعُونَ إِلَى تَوْحِيدِ اللَّهِ وَإِلَى عِبَادَتِهِ وَإِلَى إِخْلَاصِ الدِّينِ لِلَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ And that is why Allah sent the messengers, sent the messengers with this message, sent the books and the revelations with this message, and the prophets and messengers, they all called to it, called to the tawheed of Allah, and to the worship of Allah, and to make sincerely your worship to Him, as Allah said, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ حُنَافَةً They were not commanded to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or they were not commanded except to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely. In another ayah, فَعْبُدِ اللَّهَ مُخْلِصًا لَهُ الدِّينَ Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely for him. In another ayah, فَدْعُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْكَافِرُونَ Call upon Allah sincerely, worship Allah sincerely, even if the disbelievers hate that. Similarly, وَاللَّهُ يَدْعُوا إِلَىٰ دَارِ السَّلَامِ وَيَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ إِلَىٰ صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ Allah calls you to the residence of peace, to paradise, and He guides whom He wills to the straight path. Similarly, إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا لَلْهُدَىٰ وَإِنَّ لَنَا لَلْآخِرَةَ وَالْأُولَىٰ That indeed upon us is the guidance. Allah guides the people. Allah is the one who gives the guidance to whom He wills. 
فالله يهدي الناس ويرشدهم ويدلهم على ما ينفعهم في دنياهم وأخراهم ويرشدهم إلى ما يضرهم في دنياهم وأخراهم So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides the people to what is beneficial for them in this world and in the hereafter. In the Quran, in the Sunnah, all the revelation. Allah guided us to what is beneficial for us and warned us against what harms us. أَرْسَلَ الرُّسُلَ وَأَنزَلَ الْكُتُبَ لِدَعْوَتِهِمْ إِلَى هَذَا الْحَقِّ He sent the messengers and he sent the books, the revelations to call the people to this truth. وَإِلَى الصِّرَاطِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ And to the straight path. وَإِلَى تَحْقِيقِ الْغَايَةِ الَّتِي خَلَقَهُمْ لِأَجْلِهَا وَهِيَ عِبَادَتُهُ And in order that the people can actualize, practice the purpose, the objective of this creation which is to sincerely worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ثُمَّ بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ يَجِبُ أَن تَعْلَمْ أن الله يهدي من يشاء ويضل من يشاء سبحانه وتعالى and then you should know that Allah guides whom he wills and misguides whom he wills وهذا من الإيمان بالقدر الذي هو ركن من أركان الإيمان and this is from your belief in the decree which is a pillar from the pillars of Iman belief in the decree which is a pillar from the pillars of Iman that is as Allah said وَكُلَّ شَيْءٍ أَحْصَيْنَاهُ فِي إِمَامٍ مُبِينٍ Everything we have recorded it in Imam Mubin i.e. اللوح المحفوظ in the preserved tablet فَاللَّهُ قَدَّرَ السَّعَادَ وَالشَّقَاءَ فِي الْأَزْلِ وَكَتَبَ الْأَشْقِيَاءَ وَالسُّعَدَاءَ فِي اللَّوْحِ الْمَحْفُوظِ وَكُلٌّ مُيَسَّرٌ لِمَا خُلِقَ لَهُ اعْمَلُوا فَكُلٌّ مُيَسَّرٌ لِمَا خُلِقَ لَهُ كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سأل الرسول عليه الصلاة والسلام عن قضية القدر وهل نعمل أو نتكل فقال اعملوا فكل ميسر لما خلق له So this is part of the iman in the decree Part of the iman in the decree That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed all of the affairs 50,000 years before the creation of the heavens and the earth All of that written down in the decree and so the ones who will be from the happy and the ones who will be from the grieving all of those are written down so do we therefore still strive or not do we still strive or do we say it's in the decree whatever it is so no bother rather we strive because the companions asked the prophet وسلم, that exact question and the Prophet said to them, Do your actions for indeed, for every person it will be made easy for him what he was created for. All of your actions, you perform them, you strive for the obedience to Allah. So there is nothing upon you otherwise other than to strive. To strive in your obedience and your good actions. أَمَّا مَوْضُوعُ الشِّقَاءُ وَالسَّعَادَةُ فَهَذَا عِلْمُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ As for the one who will be from the happy and for those who will be from the grieving, that knowledge is with Allah. أَنْتَ قَاصِرٌ مَحْدُودٌ جِدًّا وَمَا تُدْرِكُ كَثِيرًا مِنَ الْأُمُورِ فَجَعَلْ نَفْسَكَ تَحْتَ رِعَايَةِ اللَّهِ وَإِرْشَادِهِ وَتَوْجِيهِ فَقُمْ بِمَا كَلَّفَكَ مِنْ عِبَادَتِهِ وَأَمَّا قَضِيَّةُ الشِّقَاءُ أَنَّكَ شَقِيٌّ أَوْ سَعِيدٌ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ 
عز وجل فهذا ليس لك لكن لك أن تسأل الله الهداية والثبات على الإسلام So whether somebody is going to be from the successful or from the losers From the happy or the grieving That you do not know You simply continue and strive upon obedience And you strive upon making dua To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Asking for guidance And for remaining firm Upon the straight pathway And upon the guidance Ash-shahid The point being therefore أن الله سبحانه وتعالى أمر الناس بعبادته بل خلقهم لها وأمرهم بها Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the people to worship him In fact that's exactly what he created us And commanded us with To worship him ومع ذلك علم ويعلم الشقي من السعيد And despite that Allah already knows Who will be from the happy and who will be from the grieving Who will be from the successful and who will not وَقَدْ رُفِعَتِ الْأَقْلَامُ وَجَفَّتِ السُّحُفْ بِمَا قَضَاهُ وَقَدَّرَهُ عَلَى عِبَادِهِ مِنْ سَعَادَةٍ وَشَقَاءٍ وَفَقَرَ وَغِنَاءٍ إِلَى آخِرِ التَّقْدِيرَاتِ الَّتِي قَدَّرَهَا عَلَى عِبَادِهِ The pen has already been lifted and everything has already been decreed from those who will be of the happy and those who will be of the grieving those who will be from the rich and those who will be from the poor all of the various decrees have been written But for you, all you can do is continue to strive. You continue to strive in perfecting your worship and your obedience. And the Prophet ﷺ said, everybody will be made easy for him what he was created for. Your decree, you strive, you are obedient, you worship, and you persist upon that way. فَلَيْسَ عَلَيْكَ إِلَّا أَن تَعْلَمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ خَلَقَكَ لِعِبَادَتِهِ So all you need to know is that Allah created you to worship Him. Allah created you to worship Him. وَأَمَرَكَ بِذَلِكَ And He commanded you with that. وَعَلَيْكَ أَن تَقُومَ بِهَذَا الْوَاجِبِ So it's upon you to fulfill this obligation. هَذَا الْوَاجِبُ الَّذِي أَوْجَبَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكَ طَاعَةً لَهُ وَاتِّبَاعًا لِهَدِيهِ وَطَاعَةً لِرُسُلِهِ وَاتِّبَاعًا لِهَدِيهِمْ عَلَيْهِمِ الصَّلَاةِ وَالسَّلَامِ So this is the obligation that you must fulfill in obedience to him, in following his guidance, in obedience to the messengers, in following their guidance. عَلَيْمَ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ فَهُوَ يُشِيرُ إِلَىٰ أَنَّ اللَّهَ خَلَقَ الْخَلْقَ لِعِبَادَتِهِ So the author here is telling us that Allah has created the creation to worship him. وَقَدَّرَ الشَّقَاءَ عَلَى الْأَشْقِيَامَ عَذَلِكَ وَقَدَّرَ السَّعَادَ لِلسُّعَدَةِ And Allah has decreed The loss and the grieving for the ones he has decreed that upon The ones who will not be guided And the ones who will be guided in their success Allah has decreed that But for us, all we should know And all we are upon us to do Is to know that Allah created us to worship him And that's what we strive to do And so the Shaykh says, Nas'alullah ta'ala an yahdiyana as-sirat al-mustaqim wa yithabbitana alayhi ila an nalqah innahu sami'u al-du'a that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us to the straight path and to keep us firm upon that path until we meet him. Indeed, he is the one who hears the du'a. The next section now is talking about 
some of the incidents that occurred between the companions some of the incidents that occurred between the companions he mentions here well kaf an harb ali wa muawiya wa aisha wa talha wa zubair wa man kana ma'ahum wala tukhasim fihim وكل أمرهم إلى الله تبارك وتعالى فإن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إياكم وذكر أصحابي وأصهاري وأختاني Then he mentions here May Allah have mercy upon you Or rather he says Remain quiet About the The fighting which occurred between Ali and Muawiyah and Aisha and Talha and Zubair, the fighting which occurred, may Allah have mercy upon them all and upon those with them. Do not dispute about them. Do not dispute about this affair and discussions about this affair. Leave that to Allah. Leave that affair. Leave the affair to Allah the Blessed and Most High since the Prophet ﷺ said, Beware of speaking about my companions. Beware of speaking about my companions and my in-laws. And he ﷺ said, Indeed, Allah the Most High looked upon the people of Badr and said, Do what you wish, for I have forgiven you. وَقَوْلُهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى نَظَرَ إِلَىٰ أَهْلِ بَدْرِ فَقَالَ إِعْمَلُوا مَا شِئْتُمْ فَقَدْ غَفَرْتُ لَكُمْ So this section now is a very important point. This is from the way of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. That we do not engage in disputes and discussions regarding the companions. رضي الله عنهم. We do not speak ill of any of the companions. We do not talk about their affairs where differences and issues of this nature may have occurred. We do not delve into that and we do not bring that up as discussions or disputes. Here Al-Imam Al-Barbahari says, leave that affair. This example of what occurred between some of the companions and those issues, leave that affair and do not make that a point of discussion, a point of argumentation, a point of fighting each other over. That is not correct and it is not befitting to be speaking of the companions in that way. The Prophet ﷺ said, regarding the companions, ashabi, Be warned from speaking ill of my companions, mentioning my companions. And this is mentioned in other ahadith, La tasubbu ashabi, Do not curse my companions. So this is the position of Ahl Sunnah, we do not speak ill of the companions. And we do not pick out these types of points to make issues out of them. And conversations and debates and discussions out of them. Like the people of desires they do. We do not do that. Leave this affair to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Leave those points and do not make issues out of them. هذه من ضمن الوصايا التي ينصح بها من أراد الله به خيرا. وهو الكف عما جرى في صفين. والجمل بين أصحاب محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بكف الألسنة وعدم ذكر وعدم ذكر هذه الأشياء لأن ذكرها يؤدي إلى اتهام الصحابة والنيل منهم. So these types of incidents that occurred, الشيخ ربيع he says حفظه الله that these are 
the advices of Al-Imam Al-Barbahari that you advise a person with uh, and it is that we restrict our tongues from speaking against the companions. We close our tongues from speaking against the companions. We do not mention these types of affairs and bring them out and make disputes over them because discussing that and making issues out of that you may then end up criticizing the companions and speaking ill of the companions. So those types of events, we don't go into the debates and the discussions regarding that. <coughs> and do not dispute and debate and go into argumentation regarding these issues. So we don't go into discussions and disputes over those affairs because you'll end up speaking bad about the companions. Do not speak evil of the companions at all. But if the rafidah, the nawasib, these types of individuals from the people of misguidance are coming and abusing those incidents and speaking ill of the companions, then of course you defend the companions. Defend the companions against that evil of theirs, the evil speech of theirs. But do not get involved in disputes and discussions regarding these topics, lest you fall into some wrongdoing yourself. The Shaykh says the point of Imam al-Barbahari is don't dispute over those affairs and discuss them lest you should end up abusing the companions or having bad thoughts of the companions, speaking ill of the companions. The Shaykh says, that's what he thinks the author Al-Imam Al-Barbahari means here. That do not dispute over the affairs of the companions lest you end up abusing them. But if the people of innovation are abusing the companions and using these examples to uh, abuse the companions, then of course defend the companions. And of course you can speak about the topic generally to defend the companions from those who are abusing them and criticizing them and making takfir of them. That is correct to do for the one who is able because that is from enjoining the good and forbidding the evil. But otherwise the point here is don't discuss those types of issues that occurred uh, because that will lead to uh, wrongdoing and evil speech regarding the companions. Similarly do not uh, go into the conversations, debates and discussions regarding that to do research into those affairs. It is not befitting. Some people, they want to go into detail, research these issues. Why did this battle happen? Why did the companions fight? Go into details and research and delve into that. Here the Sheikh says, do not get involved in that. Do not get involved in those affairs to that level. Rather, a person does not delve into these issues. Leave those affairs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what occurred. And not to uh, uh, fall into the issues to the extent that you would therefore... Uh, have a bad opinion of the companions or speak ill of them or abuse them so instead of falling into that type of behavior what is upon you is uh, to speak good of the companions and to make dua for the companions anhu. make this dua when you speak of the companions 
and اعرف لهم قدرهم ومنزلتهم وجهادهم وصبرهم في طاعة الله وهجرتهم إلى الله وإيواء الأنصار للمهاجرين and know the rank and the status of the companions know about the rank and the status of the companions and the sacrifice they made and the patience they had and the hijrah the migration they made leaving Mecca all of their houses their properties their wealth and they went to Medina and how the Ansar the companions from the Ansar how they aided the Muhajirin who came to them and other than that from the great praise that Allah gave the companions in the Quran and the Prophet also praised them the companions for it and the Salaf they praised the companions for these great virtues of theirs وَلَا تَبْحَثْ بِمَا يَضَرُّكْ مِنَ الْمُخَاصَمَاتِ وَمَا شَاكَلَ ذَلِكَ So look to these types of issues. When examining the affairs of the companions, look to these types of issues. Their virtues and their great sacrifice and their praiseworthy affairs. All of these great praiseworthy affairs mentioned by Allah in the Qur'an, mentioned by the Prophet in the Sunnah. That's what you look at. But as for the people who have misguidance or they have some evil in their heart, all they want to look at is the affairs of disputes that occurred or the issues that occurred between the companions. Not to be that, uh, that way. Do not be that way. Rather do what is going to benefit you looking at the great virtues of the companions and not falling into the evil of the people of deviation who try to find fault with the companions. وَكِلْ أَمْرَهُمْ إِلَى And leave their affair to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not get involved in that and dispute that. Uh, and no, like we already said, all of the companions, they made ijtihad. They made ijtihad in the affairs. They strove for the truth. So you speak good of them and you do not involve yourselves in the evil of them. Uh, uh, the evil or the, the, the evil disputes or the evil discussions that you may have regarding some of the affairs that occurred between the companions. Then in the end it was mentioned, إِيَّاكُمْ وَذِكْرَ أَصْحَابِي وَأَصْهَارِي وَأَخْتَانِي الْخَطْنُ هُوَ زَوْجُ الْبِنْتِ وَالصِّهْرُ هُوَ مَنْ تَتَزَوُّجْ عِنْدَهِ So this is mentioned now the in-laws, the Prophet ﷺ said, uh, be warned from speaking ill of my in-laws too. يَجِبُ أَنْ نَحْتَرِمَ هَؤُلَا So it's upon us to have respect for the family of the Prophet wasallam. Then he mentioned قَوْلُهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى نَظَرَ إِلَىٰ أَهْلِ بَدْرِ فَقَالَ إِعْمَلُوا مَا شِئْتُمْ فَقَدْ غَفَرْتُ لَكُمْ That Allah looked at the people of Badr and said to them Do as you please for indeed I have forgiven you um, And there's a lengthy uh, discussion or story behind this particular hadith But the point being Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that the people of Badr are in paradise فَأَهْلُ بَدْرِ فِي الْجَنَّةِ وَأَهْلُ الْحُدَيْبِيَّ فِي الْجَنَّةِ بِشَهَادَةِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ So the people of Badr, the people of Hudaybiyah, they are in paradise. وَأَفْضُلُ الصَّحَابَ هُمْ أَهْلِ بَدْرِ And the best of the companions are from the people of Badr. And then from those who were participants in Al-Hudaybiyah. So these are from the best of the companions. And it is mentioned the great virtue of them. And that is uh, the general topic regarding the companions and how the position of Ahl-Sunnah is. We respect the companions, we honor the companions. 
and we do not speak of any disputes or fighting that occurred and make issues of that we do not fall into that type of evil uh, we do not try to find faults in the companions like the people of innovation do rather we speak good of them and we recognize their great virtue and their great status and rank that is where we'll conclude today's section on and the next lesson insha'Allah ta'ala will begin with the next point uh, point one two two in the Arabic version that it is not permissible for you to take the wealth of a person unless he agrees to that so those points and that section will begin with from the next time insha'Allah ta'ala